0: Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theatre podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with the stars, creators, and industry leaders behind Broadway's biggest hits. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to legendary theatre producers Steve Jones and Cheryl Phillips about their sure-to-be-legendary new project, Avatar the Musical. Cheryl and Steve, thanks so much for joining me.
3: Well, thanks for having us, Gordon. I mean, I was so glad of you to uh, call us. <laughs> it wasn't unexpected. I mean, seeing the fact that we have a great show, uh, the fact that you were nice enough to let Cheryl come along is just really, really uh, <laughs> nice. Of
2: Thank you. you, Gordon, for inviting us. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to have someone with uh, such integrity be interested in our little production.
3: Yeah, integrity. We, we like that word.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, you know, I wonder if you could if we could start by just having you both tell us how you got involved in the project, and did you know right away that you wanted to produce something this epic, a show this epic?
2: Well, I was so happy to be working with these writers again, and to know that they were creating something that was so extraordinary that people would flock to the theater in droves to come and witness this telling of the story of what I call the blue people.
3: <laughs> which is which is great because it's yellow and black. But listen, the, what what's really great is the fact that um, I knew. I knew we had a hit uh, on our hands from the first moment that uh, that, uh, that the concept came to us. And uh, the writers, uh, you know, wanted to work with me, love me, think I'm great, know my record. I mean, come on, my record. Uh, but well, your record, they... quite
2: frankly, Steve, is not uh, exemplary. Uh, however, <sighs> we are glad to have uh, these writers on board because they are Tony Award-winning writers. And we are Tony Award winning producers, although yes, I don't know how are. Steve I, I ever a, made that well, category.
3: Well, it's, I have more than you, but that's not the point. The point is that we all have Tonys. And the point is that the writers, you know, I, listen, we are in 2021. We are in 2021 and we must have all perspectives. And so they wanted to bring in a lady and we were like, find one. And then Cheryl showed up. So uh-huh. we're, we're all we're all here and we're all bringing something wonderful to it. And uh, listen, it's going to be a hit if are going to love it.
2: People are going to love it. They're already buying tickets in droves. Although uh, we're waiting for Steve's part of the contribution to the production uh, monies. Uh, We understand that he's having a little trouble getting some of his people on board. Uh, But all the people that I have in my camp are ready, willing and able to put their money with their mouth is where their mouths are if you will I just got off the plane off of Red Eye with uh, having having a meeting with Cameron and uh, we spoke about how we can further um, push this idea of having this particular story told on stage he's all for it he's all in and uh, his money is where his mouth is
3: well the funny thing when it it, it comes sorry sorry I didn't mean to cut you off there when it comes when it it, it, it comes to money my my is being put into the one thing that this show needs, (laughs) marketing. I mean, have you seen the posters in in Times Square? I mean, we actually had flying banshees out there picking people up and bringing them to the theater. And since we're name dropping, I mean, everybody knows that when the original movie was uh, presented, uh, it was bought by this wonderful little company. You may have heard of it called Disney. And so I, of course, one of my dear Dear friends, Mr. Schumacher, we we spoke to each other. He calls me Mr. Jones. I call him Mr. Schumacher. We talked about it, and we are already working on not only putting this show on tour, but putting it in the park's where it belongs. So not only were you able to see this on Broadway, but when you go to one of those amazing parks in Florida or Japan or in Hong Kong, you will be able to see this show.
2: And you do realize that there will be lawsuits abound uh, if we dare to have people flying with Banshees, flying around in the air with Banshees? Please, Are you mad? Hey, have you, have you, listen, think they of got these the, roller
3: coasters. The, this is not the place? Not the place? Uh, Gordon, uh, well,
2: I, I beg to differ. It, the people need to know what's going on. They need to know Tell what. Tell us he...
0: actually, Cheryl, please.
2: They Where need to going? know that uh, this could be a, a really bad thing to have banshees flying around. Can you imagine your children? Would you put your children in the hands of a banshee? Flying yes, around Times yes, Square. Yes, yes oh, I, I absolutely would, yes, don't yes, think would. so.
3: Yes, I would. And here's why. Here's why. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. ladies and gentlemen, you have set through generation after generation of new spectaculars. It started with Oklahoma. The first time that we had opera brought to the musical theater stage. Then
2: opera is with, one thing, but with Kyra JC with
3: JC Superstar you had rock and roll. Then then we flash forward. We flash forward to Rent, where they had microphones on their faces. And then we flash forward. Well, I should say, sorry, we went, to, we went to Phantom, where we had pyrotechnics on stage. Then we have Lion King. All the wicked, wicked people are flying. Spider-Man, scratch that. Don't talk about that. Listen. The Please don't that, talk about Spider-Man. The fact that we can now go, we can trace our... Sp- our our theatrical steps from phantom to the harry potter musical to aladdin which i had something to do with by the way and all the way to (laughs) our show now that's what we're talking about so people flying people being a part of it that's what people want nowadays it's not just sitting back they want to be a part of the action and our banshees will make that happen and trust me our banshees will
2: bankrupt the production of this show (sighs) banshees are known to have poisonous poop and they are known to have very sharp, uh, uh, nails. And yes, so I and personally people, would there... not tr- r- risk putting my loved ones in the hands of something that's that toxic. Uh, but, We're not going to you know, carry
3: your loved ones. There's no way those banshees will get close to your loved ones. We're talking oh, about the Steve. wonderful, normal families that come see a show.
2: Well, maybe then we should have all of your loved ones being carried around and flown around by banshees. Well, they already are. My, see, limos like, are
3: about to, my limos are about to be replaced by just flying banshees. Trust me. When oh, well, I, come then through I can't wait night, for them. I can't wait begin. for them to it's pick be, you up and drop great.
2: you in the middle of uh, Central Park.
3: It's going to
0: be fantastic. In
2: pieces, safely. Yes. You, you know all
0: this uh, discussion about what a spectacle this is going to be. You know, there's a lot of talk. Uh, you, you did mention Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, and I feel like people in the community are talking about the fact that Avatar could. Replace Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark as the most expensive musical ever made. Is that true? And are you keeping, how hard is it to keep the budget under control for something? You know,
3: it's one of those things where you have to really be um, on your game and your 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 people, your accountants, uh, your managers, knowing where all the money is going,
2: which to, is why. And you have to hope that you don't have someone like Steve Jones who's been known to abscond with the funds.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, you and, and Gordon, and I, I say, ladies and gentlemen, and I use this, you know, loosely for you know, this wonderful lady here. Uh, we, uh, I had, in my early career as a producer, a couple of moments. Now we all start off some places. Certain things don't always go the way they are, go the way they should go. But over the past few years, I have had nothing, nothing but hits. Asterisk, nothing but hits to be in the right place. And sure, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs, but listen, here's the thing. When it comes to Steve Jones hit is what I get now. No, no disrespect to Cheryl, Mm -hmm. but Cheryl has had a hit. Most of them are mediocre things, which is why I brought her on board. So her campaign. Uh, excuse me, but you were brought hit. on board no, by it, Cheryl
2: Phillips. Let's not get- Let's get the information had, correct. Cheryl the the Phillips star? was here first. I brought the writers, the, writers my dear. The, 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 I brought I I the, writers, the, the writers, and without the writers, you don't have a show.
3: But the writers knew they could not get Avatar without me.
2: That's not true. I brought the
3: director. I brought the director. I brought the you
2: go guarded yourself into this situation. I
3: brought the star.
2: Well, we'll see about that. I've been speaking to Cameron Diaz as well about replacing your star. Well, you can talk
3: to Cameron. Mm-hmm. Listen, the problem is, we all know, and this is this is we should finally get this out of the way. We're finally good. Cameron and I had a little problem one time when we were trying to produce Gremlins for for his <laughs> wonderful London stage, and he didn't like the fact that I said. He wanted to bring in some puppeteer animatronic things. And I said, no, no. Children, bring in children. Let's use children. And yes, he was but do you upset. want children
2: to be flown around with on with banshees? I, I don't understand. No, your no, logic. This is from in that no, so he's still
3: mad at me that our little deal fell through. But listen, well, I the got, deal I guess, fell
2: through because you couldn't come up with the funding. You couldn't I had even the get, like, You couldn't not, put your people together to get the funding to, that's to not get true. That's to not get true. even a, a demo a demonstration show. That's All not right. true.
3: Cameron owns the theater. The fact is, London is Cameron's town, so we had to move to New York. If we, were in, if we were in my home, we were in New York City we wouldn't have had that problem. Cam owns the UK and that's fine. So you can kick it with Cam. I'm going to come over here where the real theater is. That's what right, I said it, where the real theater is over here on Broadway. But like I said, Gordon the show's going to be an amazing spectacle. People are going to love it. We're going to have everything, you know Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well let's talk a little bit about sure. the creative team you put in place. Both the, the writers the Cheryl that you mentioned and the, and the cast Steve, that you mentioned. i First of all, t- tell us about working with Bobby and Kay, and what you feel like their music and lyrics really bring out of the story.
2: Bobby and Kay have a unique ability to suss out what's really important in a story, and and get the uh, the, the characters to display in full real time what. Is important. What's the important message in the show? They have a wonderful way with words and with music, and together they make a great team. And I have every confidence that they will make this the spectacular show that it needs to be. Cameron and Bobby are a great team. Uh, They uh, they know what they're doing, and we're looking forward to hearing and seeing the words, the music, the majesty, and the magic. Of this show, as told by these two spectacular writers.
0: And then you brought in Thomas Navarro to write the book. I understand. Yes, Is yes, I did. How... You see, I brought in Thomas because uh,
2: he brought in was... Thomas because they have
3: history. I brought in Thomas because when we first started working on the script, when we first when they, when Bobby and Kay started working on it, Bobby and Kay were having a little issues. Uh, and the script wasn't that strong. The songs were good, but the story itself wasn't where it needed to be. So I brought in Thomas and Thomas fixed it. And now their little Trump variant is great. The three of them have come up with a great story and everybody's loving it. But thanks oh, wow. to Thomas stepping into to doctor the script the way it needed to be doctored, uh, you know, sometimes you need to bring in help, and Thomas it, it's is there a, to doctor it's himself. It's, it's, and it's hard. It's hard, hard to put a wedge between the writers that is all. There is no wedge between the writers if the writers put a wedge between themselves. But Thomas is that's, trouble. That's, he's that's, trouble. That's,
2: he's really not that proficient. Bobby
3: is very happy with Thomas being there.
2: Oh, well, I'm sure Bobby is because they had history, as you and Tommy have had history. Tommy's been around, if you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, Tommy's, been, I,
3: Tommy's written some wonderful things. A he's lot of, written I'm some
2: wonderful at, things, but none of them have charted uh, uh, on Billboard charts, and <laughs> uh, none of them have Grammys or none of them have no, any no, kind no, of no, 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 awards. no, no,
3: no, no. No, no, Tommy. Tommy's just written some Pulitzer's things. He's just written. He's just written some great novels. He just. He just worked for companies like I don't know DC Comics. He's just. He's. He's worked. He's worked for some companies like you know like Simon and, who Simon, reads Schuster, comics Simon and Schuster. Simon and Schuster. Did you people say who comics, comics? Just because you don't know what's going on in the world the right now. People don't read comics
2: anymore. They're oh looking at God. cartoons. Children are looking at TV and video. Thomas
3: stepped in because he understood the world that we we're trying to build of Avatar, and Ooh. he helped Bobby and Kay, and they are so. great. Grateful for They're not
2: entirely happy with it. It's caused a lot. Of, it's caused a lot of dissension. But anyway, Tommy is. Tommy's. Uh, Tommy's uh, he's maybe. A I'm, good I'm, I'm
3: so glad that you're that you're putting our family laundry all all on public.
2: Well, honey, it's, it's already public. Yeah. It's already public. Everybody knows about you. What were you going to say, Gordon?
0: Uh, you know, I was uh, just going to change the subject to the cast. Oh, you thank know, let's, God. Let's talk a little bit about... Let's talk about uh, Stavros. Uh, Stavros. Let's talk about Stavros.
3: Let's talk he, about Stavros. Well, let's talk about Stavros.
0: I'm hearing he's the new Aaron Tveit. People yeah, say listen, he's this quite man, a point discovery.
3: This man is everything you want in a leading man. He's one of those guys that you know when you watch those 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 movies about musicals or or about about auditions and they walk through the room and all of a sudden like birds start shining and stars appear. That's what happened when this man walked in the room. Even this one who can't even be moved by a set of abs was moved by this man. Is that you? You mean you? How dare you? It
2: doesn't take take a set of apps to move you, darling. We all know that. Stavros is very talented.
3: And And he will be the star you're talking about. You can already, pretty pretty much just give the Tony now. Pretty much give the Tony now. I
2: I agree with you, Steve, that Stavros is going to be a very important part of this success of this show. Um, He was kind of uh, overlooked by his girlfriend. And uh, so we almost didn't have Stavros. But I'm very glad that it worked out, that he was able to display his talent and And it was my decision it was
3: my decision to hire him we were looking for a leading man couldn't find one and stavros walked in and said that's the guy stavros was he was a shoo-in and also that's what happens when you're the lead producer you can make that decision
2: darling you are not the lead producer
3: my name goes above yours
2: no it doesn't never ever ever
3: you should look at the poster
2: Mm, well, then the posters will come down, and it would be changed. It will get. I eh? paid
3: for the poster. Remember marketing? That's me. Oh. I did. I did that. That's why. That's why. Uh huh. Go ahead. Uh, what were you, speaking what were you... of names on the poster, I feel like the
0: biggest name on the poster, at least right now, is Emma Olivia. Of course, she's wow. uh, you know she's a great big Broadway star. What um, she is also sort of a legendary handful. How's it been going working with her? You know, there's Emma a...
2: Olivia is a very talented performer, and uh, she can be a bit of a pill to work with. Uh, but we are working things out with her. She's very concerned that Stavros has gotten all this attention, but to be sure. The writers mm. are going to give her plenty of work to do and plenty of star turns, so she shouldn't be worried about a thing.
3: Let's just say this when the 11 o'clock number rolls around, you will never ever forget about the woman that we're talking about right now. The world, the world already knows how great she is. But well, she's already legendary, number, but she's not a, always legendary 11, for her. For her once that 11, 11 o'clock number hits, you will put her in the same category as the Fosters, the LaPones. You will put her in the same category as, as the McDonald's as Lashans, You will put her in the but same category. But you will never put those... her
2: in the category of someone like a, a, a Lilius White, for instance. Well, no, she does not have that versatility and she does not have that capability. Said, we never uh, said that we
3: would put her in Lilius White's category. That's a whole different thing. Lilius White is a freaking legend. We're talking about everything from Disney to Tonys to television. You cannot put a person in the category with Lilius White. But uh, um,
2: this is true. Oh, uh, you are just. However, you, can, I, can I finally tell the story? However, how however, however she's, Cheryl is mad. brings a pill. up. She's a pill to work with. Cheryl she's, brings up be very difficult. Cheryl
3: brings up Lilius White every interview. And she's really upset. <laughs> she's really upset because Cheryl tried to get Lilius for her show. But and, Lilius Lilius, was busy. and Lilius chose me. Lilius chose me. Oh, that Lilius will never happen. Me. Lilius and I have known each other for years. Yes, we have. And she's my friend. And Cheryl and Lilius had an issue with a man. We won't discuss it. Cheryl doesn't want to discuss it. And that's why Lilius doesn't do our shows. But she keeps trying to kiss up to Lilius to make Lilius feel good. Lilius <laughs> is never going to do your show. And you need to really just get over it.
2: You are really hilarious. Okay, you're very, very, very well mistaken. Oh my God! Uh, Louise White has nothing to do with this conversation. So I'm you just comparing. I did bring it up because I want you to know that the person that you're speaking of does not is not in the category of uh, all of those no, people. No, she is. She's good, but she's difficult to work with, and that becomes a problem when it's time to put the show on and to get it running consistently and the to have only people thing in this that matters who is are what not worried about her not stage. showing up
3: she's gonna show up she's gonna be there when the lights turn on Mm. you will see her when the lights turn on you will see our leading man and when the lights turn off and the curtain comes down Mm. you will see a standing ovation nothing but applause and i guarantee you i guarantee you every review will be positive
2: well if you pay for them they will be that's true yes speaking of op-
0: opening night um yes, which is what ahead. you get after uh re- which is where reviews come from uh, you have some pretty big plans for opening night i I'm do. told but uh, <laughs> tell us about it sounds like you're transforming Times Square. Uh, give I, us some details I, I
3: am you know there's i i went to see the um cursed child musical and uh they had you know the first show ended and they took us to this little you know, hotel and it was beautifully done. After the show, we went back to the same place and it was magically changed. Between the first two shows, it was magically changed. I said, if you could do this with a building, We can do this with Times Square.
2: And that's why we're planning on having a big parade all the way down from Duffy Square, all the way down uh, 42nd Street to celebrate this wonderful occasion of an opening night of a show that will be as legendary and long lasting as Cats.
3: Very true. Very true. It's going all the stars are coming. It's going to be great. We we like I said, we have we have the Banshees. We have a parade. We have a band. We have you know, it's it's almost like, you know, when you go to the street fairs that are on 8th Avenue. Just imagine that. But actually classy, you know, with real good food. Not that not that crap they serve down there in this fried Oreo, <laughs> okay. but like real, real stuff, real, real stuff. It's going to be great.
0: I, I wonder, as we all look forward to that, I wonder if we could wrap up uh, just by having you both tell me a little bit about why you think now is the right time for Avatar the musical and for the story it's telling and why it fits on Broadway right now in particular.
2: I think it fits on Broadway right now because people have been locked up under quarantine, uh, locked into their homes and looking at Netflix or Hulu, and they're craving a live, a, a live experience that will uh, really uh, titillate their senses. Uh, They they are craving something that they are somewhat familiar with, but that will enhance their understanding and their appreciation of live theater. We are going to give the people something so spectacular that they will never forget and uh, that they will come back to see again and again. And we have all these plans to have different casts, become uh different characters and, and be mm-hmm. continue this show uh for a yep. very long term to to give the people what they need which is live theater mm-hmm. in front of live people with tricks yes with some animation yes with some with some things that you know will be spun to 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 make them wide-eyed Yes, we'll have some of those things, but we will have genuine, wonderful actors and performers to give the people what they need. They need live. They need life.
3: And also, I will uh, j- just to add to that. There is a um, there's a part of our story that speaks to the uh, the underdog, you know, with what's going on in 2020 with all the things that all the different causes that have come through, with the with people protesting, with people feeling that they're not being heard from different sections of the world. This show does that, you know, our what, what, what's happening in, in, in Avatar, our, our lead character is also going through that is also fighting through that, trying to be heard, trying not to be misrepresented, not trying, trying to show that they not only have a voice, but they're a person and they need to be heard. And not only heard, but respected. And so when people who are going through what they're going through all of this time see this story, they're going to say, that's me. They're going to say, I feel that. I, I, I get where this is going. And then when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done and the curtain comes down and the parade comes out and, and people see it, we have a grand marshal for the parade. And I couldn't think of anybody else better than the Tony Award winning James Monroe Iglehart. He will be in a car oh, riding wonderful. down the street, just <laughs> waving and throwing stickers that say Avatar. We have these great stickers that say Avatar. And they're going to be great. And everybody's going to grab one. There's sunglasses there's the Avatar on them. There's going to be stuffed uh banshee animals that he's going to throw. They're going to be in the car. It's going to be fabulous it will I'm be epic you, this is going to be this is going to be epic it epic. will be epic it's epic. going to
2: be a really great great uh reopening of the experience that is theater and with all the technology that we have at our fingertips we're going to make this an unforgettable time and egotistically in the e-
3: egotistically and I don't like to be egotistical
2: <laughs> oh no never egotistically never you. i
3: am really looking forward to the look on jeffrey sellers face with his mega hit, Hamilton, when he finally feels what it's like to be number two.
2: Well, I'm not here to be revengeful as it's not some revenge. people are, but I'm looking forward to pleasing the people and getting our- And, 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 and that's and right there, that's what the that's, people that's, And that's making sure matters. that the people are happy. That's
3: what
0: matters. And
2: that they see themselves in these and, characters. Yes, it's Yes, the look
3: on Jeffrey's face.
2: Ooh.
0: Well, I can't wait to see the show and the look on Jeffrey's face and uh, whose name will be on top on the poster. Thank you both so much for being here.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. much. Have a great day, everyone. You too. Bye bye. Talk to you later, Steve. Oh,
0: good. Please don't call me. Uh That was Cheryl Phillips and Steve Jones, the two producers who will bring Avatar the Musical to Broadway if they don't kill each other first. You can find past episodes of StageCraft and subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Broadway Podcast Network, which is a great place to find more Theatre for Your Ears. I'll be back soon with another new episode. Until then, find me on Twitter at gcoxvariety. Variety. Thanks for listening, and see you soon. Hi,
2: y'all.
0: This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Siflund. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Gapone.